Hey, this is Luke Vaughn, the assistant youth pastor at The Rock Youth, and we are so excited for you to hear our latest sermon. Take a listen. So I'm going to open up in prayer real quick, and then um, we'll get to it. Um, Father God, thank you so much for this morning, and I just prayed that during this Christmas season, um, we sit in your presence and receive from you. And I just ask that the Holy Spirit is here this morning, and that we hear what you want to say, and that I get out of the way so that you can say what you want to say. And I just ask that you just bless this morning. And um, I also want to lift up Pastor Aaron and Cassidy this season and just bless them and um, walk with them. And Pastor Luke, we thank you for all that he's he does. And um, we thank you for this season. Amen. Okay. So I'm Sandra. I'm a youth leader here. And I've been volunteering here for about 20 years. <laughs> 10 of those years have been here at junior high and high school. Um, and I was ready to talk about all this stuff today. And I will get to all this stuff. But I have a lot going on in my life right now. And um, this last, like, I started back at school, so I have finals going on. My daughter left for a trip on Saturday. My son's got things going on in college, and life got crazy, right? So yesterday, I was, there's two things I take very seriously. That's my kids and my relationship with God. So when I was asked to speak today, I'm nervous, but I also took it very seriously. I didn't take it lightly. So yesterday, to clear my head, I went on a hike. And as I got to the top of this hill, I looked out into the valley, and I saw the traffic going, and I could hear lawnmowers, and I could hear life going on. And I was like, but it's so beautiful up here, God. What do you want them to hear tomorrow? I'm not going to leave until I hear it. Now, I also have done discipleship, and with Pastor Billy D. and crew, um, we have to do outside by his side, and it's just a time where you look at nature and find things and connect with God. So I was just sitting up there, and I saw this tree, and it was just sitting there, and I thought, wow, that tree has seen weather. It has seen... It's been through earthquakes and all this stuff. And I thought, wow, those are some amazing roots that tree must have to still be standing there. And I thought, then I looked back out, I saw the traffic, and I saw everything, and I said, you know what, God? That's your valley. That's your valley. I don't care what anybody says. You own it. And I just started praying for this morning, and here's the thing. I looked back, and I thought about Everything I've heard, vaccines, masks, this, that, school, public, private, school, everything going on. And here's what I saw. I look back at the tree, and I think that God wants you guys to hear above anything else, above anything else, is he wants you to be still and know that he is God. That's what he wants you guys to know. And I want to talk about receiving God. 
and receiving what the cross really is and just my walk with the Lord. And I'm going to, you're going to hear how my relationship is with the Lord and how I think and how I learn. And I don't know how you guys all learn, but things have to connect in my head and things have to make sense. Otherwise, it just doesn't stick. And I really just don't get it or understand it. I have three points today. My first point is rock bottom. It's at the bottom where one finds the rock, and that's Jesus. So I came to know the Lord when I was 21 years old. I grew up Catholic, but it was 21 years old, and I hit rock bottom. And when I say I hit rock bottom, there was no more time for bad choices. There was no more time for recklessness. There was no more time for anything. I had two ways I was going to go. I was either going to change my ways and live, or I was going to die. And I knew it. There was no other way out. And the thing was, is I was one of those people that walked around and said, oh, God, whatever. You know, there's no heaven or hell. Who would do that? Blah, 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 blah. I was one of those people. But that day that I cried out to the Lord, and I knew I was either going to live and change my ways, or I was going to die, I knew if I died, and if that was the way I was going to go, I knew deep down inside I was going to hell. I knew it. There was no question in my head. In that moment, I cried out to God, and I said, God, if you're real, I really need to know. And if you are real, and you reveal yourself to me, no matter what, I will follow you the rest of my days, and I will do whatever ever you ask of me to do. And that day changed my mind. And if you heard Pastor Aaron on Friday, go back and listen to it again because I did this morning. It was amazing. And I just, I cannot ex express when he said change your mind. It's so true. And it was when... I decided to open up my Bible and start reading Leviticus, that I really grasped what was happening and Jesus being the ultimate sacrifice. I was watching the passion Christ when he was sitting there and he was like on, he was like um, handcuffed to this block, right? And I was watching it and I saw, and I'm very visual, I saw all the all of his blood all around there. And I saw the block and Leviticus was coming back to my mind. And Leviticus is very specific about the sacrificing. And I really kind of looked into that. And I just want Leviticus 1, 3 and 4, 3 through 4 says, <clears throat> sorry, um, if his offering is a burnt, sacrifice of a herd, let him offer a male without blemish. He shall offer it to his, he shall offer his own free will at the door of the tabernacle of meeting before the Lord. Then he shall put his hand on the head of the burnt offering and it will be accepted on his behalf to make atonement for him. And then Leviticus 1, 10 through 11, if his offering is of flocks, of sheep or goats, 
as a burnt sacrifice, he shall bring a male without blemish. He shall kill it on the north side of the altar before the Lord, and the priest Aaron's son shall sprinkle its blood all around the altar. Jesus, that's when I realized Jesus is the ultimate sacrifice. He was without blemish. He, his bones were not broken on the cross. That's when that whole sacrifice came to my mind. But like I said, I make connections in, in my head. And I thought about that when they put the hand on the head of the burnt offering. And I looked it up because I have this reference Bible. And it said that when they put the hand on the head of the burnt offering, it was the acknowledgement that the offering was taking the place of the person who was sinning. So and then I thought, hmm, did they ever touch Jesus's head? And I was just wondering that trying to make those connections. And Mark 15, 17 through 19 says, and they clothed him with purple and they twisted a crown of thorns, put it on his head and began to salute him. Hail king of the Jews. And then they struck him on the head with reed and spat on him. And bowing a knee, they worshiped him. Now, I don't know, and this is something that is, I would love to ask Jesus, but I don't know if there's a significance in the touching of the head like that. But this is what the Bible does say for sure. First Peter 1.19, oh, no, sorry, let me back that up. Isaiah 53.7 says, he was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He was led as a lamb to the slaughter and as a sheep before the shears is silent. So he opened not his mouth. In 1 Peter 1.19, but with the precious blood of Christ as a lamb without blemish and without spot. And then John 19, 36 through 37, for these things were done that scripture should be fulfilled. Not one of his bones shall be broken. And that to me connected everything to Leviticus and the ultimate sacrifice. And that's when what happened at the cross became real to me. I could see it in my head, and I knew that as he, as I understand the whips that were used and the crown and the thorns and how deep they went, I understood. I gained a new understanding of what the cross was really about, and I went a little deeper. Here's where I struggled. I don't know about anybody else, but I struggled with receiving. It was really hard for me. I knew I belonged to hell. I knew it. But receiving for me usually means that I'm tethered to something. It usually means that there's an expectation with it or that I earned it or that I, that I deserved it. This is something I couldn't earn and something I didn't deserve. And not only that, sometimes with love for me, it's like, you know, you do this, 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 and this, but I still love you. Or it's, I love you, but do you know what? Blah, 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 blah. And then it's just like, well, which one is it? It's like a backhanded slap in the face. But with Jesus, it's not that way. It's unconditional. So I had to sit there and receive before the Lord 
what he did for me. And he said, no, I'm not going to send you to hell. Actually, I'm going to God said, I'm going to introduce you to my son, Jesus. And it was at the cross where my heart started beating differently. You see, 21 years of living my own life, my way, gave me a very hardened heart. And as I was receiving, I was pouring down tears for weeks, probably months, because I had to receive it and accept what was done for me. And as I was, I gained compassion. I gained love. I, gave un I gained understanding, and I started caring about things instead of being selfish and in my own ways. And that, what was done on the cross, is enough. It's more than enough. And if you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you're on your way to heaven. End of story. And that's enough. But God being God, he doesn't always stop there. So my second point is, I am not a victim because walking with Jesus makes me victorious. I was going to talk about um, <clears throat> uh, repenting. But Pastor Aaron did that on Friday. So I encourage you again, go back and listen to it. It was amazing. And um, what I can say is Jesus wants relationship with us. And I was going to use repentance as an example. But here's our part in the relationship with repentance. When we go before God and we say, I'm sinning, and we, and we admit it, that in trusting and having faith that he's going to show up and that he's going to help us change our minds, that is our part in the relationship. And then God shows up. And he, when that happens, we're able to change our mind. And because of the cross, we're forgiven for those things. It also allows us to put the devil in his place. You see, I'm not a victim when I'm sinning. Because the thing is, is I'm the one who chose to line up with the lie. I'm the one who chose to line up with the temptation. I'm the one who chose to line up with the action and do it. I am also the one that went to God and admitted it and asked for forgiveness. That puts the enemy in his place. He has no power over me. And that allows Jesus to rise and come in. And when we repent, we invite him in. And that's why when you walk with Jesus, we're not victims because walking with Jesus makes us victorious. So with Jesus, there is no shame. And, with, and it says in Psalms 103.12, as far as east is from the west, so far he has removed our transgressions from us. So walking with Jesus, I can't stay in victim mode. I walk in victory. And <clears throat> I have one more point I wanted to make. Um, and it is, I just, I figured it out last night, but it is trusting God is better than anything this world can offer you. Um, I have forgiven people in my life, and it's not always the easiest. And I might go ahead and just read this part because I don't want to miss what God is doing in my life right now. 
Um, and so this summer I found myself before the Lord, and I'm going, you know, Lord, I'm struggling with some stuff, and I got to say, I believe I've forgiven people. So I got before the Lord, and this is pretty much what I said. Um, <clears throat> I said, God, I get it. I do forgive. I really do. <clears throat> and I really believe that I have forgiven. But God, I'm missing a huge piece in all of this. I have underlining beliefs about myself that have taken serious deep root in me, and I believe them. These beliefs do not line up with your word. They are, in fact, lining up with the, the devil and what he accuses me of and what he says about me. And I'm ready for your healing. Your word in Isaiah 53, 4 through 5 says, Surely, as he bore our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we esteem him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted, but what was wounded <clears throat> for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The, and I can't say this word, but it's that word. I'm sorry. For our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. And I said, Father God, I choose to believe that includes me because my underlining belief, it doesn't include me. It means everybody else except for me. And I knew what I was saying to God because I've walked with God for a while, and I knew that it was going to be painful to allow him into these, this spot. And I knew that he was going to work things out in me in ways I was not prepared or expecting. But I have to say, because I sit with Jesus every morning and I allow him to talk to me about these things and I allow him to change my mind, I asked him, break down my belief system and rebuild it your way. And... I knew it was like peeling onions, and I sit before him, and as he's talking to me and showing me things, and I'm receiving from him, I'm also gaining more understanding. I'm gaining more love. I'm gaining an excitement and an expectancy of Jesus. I expect him to show up. But I also have to say, I feel very vulnerable with him. And I'm back at that point where I have to accept the receiving part, and I have to receive it. But with that, I also found out I have serious trust issues. And I've had to ask myself, do I trust God? Do I trust what the Bible says? Do I trust Jesus? My answer for me is absolutely 100%. He has never left me. He's never forsaken me. He's never left me alone. He has always shown up. And it might not be the way I wanted him to be, but it is the way I needed him to show up. And there's a huge difference. His way is always better than my way and what I would have. And I just want you guys to know, no matter what it is, no matter no matter what the situation is, there is nowhere safer. There is nowhere you're going to be more loved. There is going to be nowhere you're going to feel more comfort and more freedom 
than just sitting in the presence of God. And it's for one simple fact. He created you, he loves you, and he gave. He gave his only son for you. And that's how valuable you are. So if anything else this Christmas season, while the gifts are being given, sit before the one who loves you and sit before him and receive. And if you don't know what to receive, ask him. He's not going to leave you. Pastor Aaron said it on Friday night. He doesn't go from, you don't go, he doesn't leave you glory to glory. And a, eh. He goes glory to glory to glory. He's not going to leave you. He's the safest person to be with. And with that, he's going to put the right people in your place, So, in, in your life. So ask him for that. Ask him for the right relationships. And I just want to say, <clears throat> maybe you need to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior this morning. Maybe you need to receive some sort of healing, physically, mentally, emotionally. Maybe you just need to start receiving love and finding out what God wants you to receive from him. So I want, I'm going to invite Pastor Aaron up. I'm going to pray us out. And I just want you to sit and ask God what you want, what he wants you to receive. <clears throat> Are you going to pray us out? Oh, no, okay. <laughs> um, Father God, I thank you so much for this morning. And I just hope, I just pray that these students sit before you this Christmas season when everything's crazy and know that they're okay to be still and know that you are God. They are okay to sit and receive from you. Let them, be, let them hear you, Lord. And as they ask to be ministered by you, Lord God, show up in ways that they were not expecting. And just reveal more of you to them this Christmas season. Can we give it up for Sandra? Oh my gosh, that was amazing. Thank you so much. Literally, that was, that was your first time ever giving a message? That was insane. <laughs> that was incredible. I'm sitting there, I'm like, holy Lord, how am I going to follow that up next Sunday? That's, that, oh my gosh, thank you so much for that. And, and it's true. Um, I, one thing that you said um, in your message is, is that I'm not a victim, I'm victorious. And I think walking in this season, um, you know, when things are rough or whatever, and, you know, Christmas is fun and everything, but it also comes with struggles sometimes. You know, the tendency is, oh, poor me, poor situation, but, like, let's stand in the promises of God that I'm victorious, that I'm a new creation, that I'm, that I'm, uh, that he's, he's conquered death, hell, and the grave, um, and you're not a victim. You're victorious in Jesus' name. So uh, I'm going to pray for us one more time, and then we're going to transition into worship, uh, and we're going to close this thing out, but, man, Sandra, thank you so much. That was amazing. I'm just so grateful for her, and, yeah. It's awesome. So, Father, we love you, and I thank you um, for that word, Lord, and I just uh, I treasure it in my heart, and I pray that, um, Lord, these students um, Lord, would not just hear this message, um, but, Lord, just as your word says, that we wouldn't be hearers of the word, but do, be doers. Lord, would, would, would we allow that message and the word that, that's been spoken to change us from the inside out, Father? Um, Lord, we love you, and we, we, just, we give you the rest of our time. We thank you so much um, for this house and just the, the teachers that you're raising up here and, and the leaders and the students who are just um, grabbing hold of what you're doing here uh, and running with it. And we thank you for the revival and the awakening that's stirring here. Uh, and we love you, Lord Jesus. And everyone said,
That was such an amazing sermon. If you want to connect with us here at The Rock Youth, follow us on Instagram at The Rock Church YTH, subscribe to our YouTube channel, or follow us on Spotify by searching The Rock YTH, or text The Rock Youth MS or The Rock Youth HS to 33222 for texting updates on everything we have here going on at The Rock Youth. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast feed. We'll see you next time.